I'm joined again by Nick Tuney. Nick, we've had lots of inquiry and it's always a topic of conversation is who to go to as a sales agent from working with developers. I know that the question often comes up, do you go with the big agents such as Collier's where uh, you're a director or do you put the in-house agents on? So you've worked with sort of across both areas. Let's take it first. Why should developers choose Collier's? Well, I think that's a it's a pretty good question, and it's quite topical at the moment because in, in, in market, every yeah in yeah. every single pitch that I go into, it's sort of a question that's asked. Look, number one, it is a huge brand, but don't be sort of misconstrued by the fact that we do have a very good retail team, a small retail team within our business. So you're using the the leverage of the the international brand, but you're also employing the local people to actually do the job for you as well. We've got a massive database, which are all people that have looked or looking for off-the-plan opportunities, and that's the biggest one probably in the Southern Hemisphere. I'm not going to say that's 100%, but it's pretty close to, I would say. And also, I guess from my perspective, I've been in the game for a little while now. I've got a lot of experience in you know, dealing with buyers face-to-face. So one thing that I absolutely love is sitting in a display talking to buyers, getting on the phone, doing all the things that I know a lot of people in my position don't actually do anymore. They pitch on the jobs, they win the jobs, but then when it comes to actually being in a display and dealing with buyers and working with the agents in the team, they pass that off to somebody else. And that's that's the big difference with, with me. So yes, we've got a massive brand, but I always bring it down to the individuals that you're actually working with. And and I get no bigger thrill than than getting a sale across the line and helping someone, you know, buy a property. So you're the sort that rolls their sleeves up and gets in the display suite. A hundred percent. I love that. And I'm the first one to say, you know, I'm a little bit rough around the edges. You know, I love I love interacting with people and having a bit of a laugh and, and talking to different groups and you know, I'm quite social in that regard. So I, I love that part. And if I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't be in the industry because that that's what really keeps me going. I know um, also from developers' point of view, you really want someone like you're explaining that's in the display suite and actually knows about the project, knows who the builder is, know who the designers are, knows the timings, because so often you go in and in a display suite, you'll ask those questions and it's just like the hostess is there and they know nothing and it's so frustrating. Yeah, and that's the thing. You need to be able to articulate every point because every buyer will go through, on average, maybe five or six projects, you know, while choosing what they want. And if you can't answer the questions directly or be able to answer them in a way that you'll get back to them with the right answers, then um, they'll probably discount you pretty quickly. Mm. So in this market too, you say, again, going back to Collier's being a large brand, but that has the backing and you're a small team. So training, would that be important too, to, um, you know, getting people up to speed? Yeah, we do. We, do. we get a lot of external training. So we have trainers come in, but I think, you know, more importantly, the, the, the on-the-job day-to-day training. So I'll have, you know, two or three agents with me at any given time, you know, around different displays and we'll book appointments together. And for the first three months of of them coming into the business, sometimes even longer, you know, they'll be working with me, getting practical training on the job. And that's that's for a range of different things. It's, you know, it's body language, it's understanding projects, it's being able to articulate questions and answers and and also, you know, definitions of certain industry words that commonly get, you know, misused and, and, and misunderstood by a lot of buyers. So, you know, getting those things right and then actually being able to listen 
it's really hard to teach people to listen sometimes. And as agents, we tend to blurt and not stop talking, kind of like what I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it's really important to be able to stop, listen, find out what somebody wants, and then take them through that journey until they're comfortable. Now, I know in one of our previous podcasts, we talked about the timeline for buyers, and it has blown out. It's a lot longer now than just signing on a dotted line. Perhaps uh, for developers who want quick sales, that's not going to happen anymore. No, and there's there's two different ways. It's almost the first question I ask a developer. Do you want to sell this thing fast, or do you want to sell it at the absolute best price, and and it's going to take a little bit more time? It really depends on their strategy and how they want to go about it. Can we can do it both ways, but I think getting the prices right from the start will ensure that buyers see the value proposition in the project. And as long as you're using good quality products, it's in the right location, it's close to all the things that people want, and we all know what they are, and you've got the prices right, you know, they're competitive in the marketplace and they actually make sense, then I think you'll get the job done quicker. However, the buy journey is something that sort of stops that in its tracks sometimes because it sort of jumped from one to two months out to four to six months, which is a long time. So if I'm setting up a, a sales strategy for a developer and a project, then I'll make sure I take that into account. And I'm not one to say, we're going to sell this project out in two months just to get the job. I'm going to say, this is probably going to take eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 months. If that's the, the, the length that's going to take to do it, you know, I'd rather be straight out at the start and really let someone know what the, the right expectation is. Now, again, you're competing against the in-house if the developer decides to put on an in-house salesperson or sales team, but uh, that shouldn't discount them from perhaps using people like Colliers because you can work together? Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, never been against that whole idea. You know, I think a a good in-house team can work really well and there's benefits to that. But the way that we operate, I think with our database and the way that we're across a range of different projects also gives us a better understanding of what's out there. If you're just working on one project and you're inside an office and that's all you see, you're sort of working in a little bit of isolation. So we get to see a hell of a lot more. And I think that gives us a better understanding of the market. I have worked with smaller groups, you know, from a developer and I I welcome them in and say, look, I can help you and I can put a, you know, upskill you as well and give you a bit of the knowledge that I've learned across the journey and and help them too. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think if we all work together, especially in a challenging market, I think if we all work together, you can get the job done a hell of a lot quicker and and move on to the next one. Now, I know this might sound a bit corny, but I've known you for a long time. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) for me, you are someone who breathes property. You have a passion for it. Am I right in saying that? I love it. Absolutely (laughs) love it. I love people and I love property and I love everything to do with it. So I've sort of, yeah, stayed in the industry for a long time because, yeah, I love it. And uh, you're a boy from the western suburbs. Yes, I am that you would have seen that area grow so much over the time. Oh, it's incredible, the change. I noticed it probably 15 years ago when I you know, first started sort of selling local houses in, in the West, where I noticed buyers were sort of coming across from St Kilda and South Yarra. They were getting priced out of those suburbs and coming across and, and they bought a culture and a spirit that, that, you know, sort of added more value to the to the cultural diversity that we already had in the West. So, And now, sort of going back there and, and you know, my Mum still lives there and family still lives there and you've just seen it change so much. You know, the median house price has gone through the roof and now with the Westgate Tunnel coming in, that's probably going to give, you know, more reason for, for a little bit more capital growth in the future, a bit like what the Burnley Tunnel did for um, for Richmond many years ago. So it's a it's a good part of town and, and I've always got an affinity for it and I actually love selling projects in the area because it takes me back. So, <laughs> And uh, any favourite restaurants in that area? 
actually my favourite, my favourite is Eleni's Kitchen. It's in Anderson Street, Yarraville. There you go. So big shout out to them. I absolutely love it. So it's authentic Greek cuisine. It's the the owners' parents used to have a Greek restaurant back when I was a kid. So my dad and my mum and family used to go there. So it's sort of that keeping that generational spirit alive, which is I, I love that. Always great talking to you, Nick. You Thank too. you. Thanks.